This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. It's the Morning Majulus. It's the Morning Majulus. Good morning and welcome back on to the Morning Majulus. Now we are talking about the second uh, cervical uh, cancer forum that took place here in the Emirate of Sharjah. We talked about accelerating action on HPV and cervical cancer. That was uh, what we discussed uh, and cervical cancer was uh, the fourth most frequent cancer affecting uh, women with an estimated 570,000 new cases in the year 2018, representing 6.6% of all female cancers uh, globally. But now, with the accelerating action, was the, the key topic uh, for this year. And to discuss uh, this in greater detail in terms of who attended, what happened, getting all the highlights, we have a Dr. Sausan Al Mavi. She is the Director General of FOCP. A very good morning to you, Dr. Sausan. Good morning. Well, it's great to have you here on the program with us. And uh, Dr. Sosan, I've got to ask you and start off with the, with the key themes that we saw uh, during uh, the discussions uh, at this year's forum. Yes. First of all, thank you very much for hosting me and thank you for um, uh, having an interest in what Friends of Cancer Patient does. Um, Of course, this is part of our advocacy endeavors. Um, And as you have rightly said, this is not the first forum that we host. We actually hosted the first one back in January 2019, uh, the good old days when used to have face to face uh, conferences. Uh, but uh, the the thing is, why January? I think let, I want to start with that because lots of people are not aware that January is the Cervical Cancer Month, uh, Global Awareness Month. Um, all of us, we know that October is the pink October. It's related to breast cancer awareness. But really, across the year, every month uh, actually is marking some sort of an awareness campaign or there are days for also speaking about global events like tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be the World Cancer day so um, January was very important to us after the success of the first forum which was in 2019 which was under the title turning the tie on uh, cervical cancer and HPV uh, we had a very um, big declaration that came from Sharjah Uh, it was called Sharjah declaration three by three and that Sharjah declaration was very important milestone in the endeavor of the global advocacy against breast cancer now, why there is a big interest in, 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 sorry, in cervical cancer? Why there is a big interest in cervical cancer is because cervical cancer, it's the only cancer that can be prevented. It's the only cancer that, if detected early, can have a cure rate of 100%. And it's the only, it's the only cancer that has a survival rate as well of uh, very high. So it's one of the few cancers that has a great survival rate and has early detection as well. So this is why cervical cancer is is a very important and to have women dying globally um, and especially in our region, uh, the estimated death rate was 6,000 women dying every year. That's that's unacceptable. Um, Of course, after the declaration of Sharjah, uh, which was declared in 2019, there was a global effort which culminated in uh, last November 2020 when the WHO actually initiated the Global Cervical Cancer Elimination Initiative. Mm -hmm. And 
Cervical cancer is the only cancer that you speak about elimination. Other cancer like breast cancer, colon cancer, you speak about controlling the cancer, but you don't speak about eliminating. And I think this is a huge thing. If we can eliminate at least one type of cancer, then we are on the right step. Mm. Um, one of the things that people discussed in the forum was reflecting on uh, 2019 and reflecting on the two years in between. And I think the big theme and the big highlight was the COVID situation because um, the COVID actually showed us um, a life example of if uh, uh, policymakers, government, uh, and there is a political will to do something, it can be done. And you can actually um, uh, gather resources and gather effort to really make sure that you, you control a, a, you know, an outbreak or control a situation. And, and it is possible. So why can't we also have the same effort in uh, eliminating cervical cancer as a global um, now issue? And it is costing life and it is costing lots of um, uh, uh, you know, money to, to control it. So, Dr. Sosan, going back to the global cervical cancer strategy that was passed and adopted by about 194 governments at the November 17th, the 2020 World Health Organization's World Health Assembly. And basically, the, this strategy, it aims to erase cancer of the cervix three ways by the year 2030, which is yeah. nine years from now. So can you talk to us more about that and, and how can we achieve this strategy and the aims of this strategy and why is it so important? So the strategy was called, as you rightly said, the, the strategy aims at 2030 to eliminate. So it's not mm. controlling, it's eliminating, which means there is no cervical cancer. Supposedly after 2031, 2030, we should not have a cervical cancer issue or, or, or um, an outbreak anywhere in the world. Now, the, uh, the, the document or the strategy was very simple. It focused about three things. It focused about... Uh, 90%, 70%, 90%. Mm-hmm. So 90% of girls should be vaccinated from the HPV. And what is HPV? It's the human papilloma virus. So cervical cancer is caused by a virus. And uh, the prevention method for the virus is to get vaccinated. And this vaccine has been around for almost 10 years now. Um, and um, by making sure that um, uh, young girls, and I mean um, high school, um, you know, teenage girls at that age getting the cervical cancer or the HPV vaccine, you by 90% coverage, uh, uh, then you will be, you will make sure that by that year 2030, you will be getting um, the, the coverage needed, then they will not get mm. the cervical cancer. The 70% is for women that needs to be screened. So women need, at least in a population, 70% of the women, you need to cover by screening. And then the last 90% is the treatment. So 90% of women has to have access to treatment. And that was something actually that we mentioned in the, that was a whole theme in the forum is that how can you provide continuum of care? So continuum of care is not just, you know, awareness, um, uh, early diagnosis, screening, treatment, even getting chemotherapy, radiotherapy if needed, but also uh, access to palliative care if needed. Now we don't want to reach to palliative care because palliative care means we couldn't treat the cancer, we couldn't cure the cancer, and now we are only working on making sure symptoms and um, the woman is living a comfortable life, that um, the quality of her life also is not interrupted, and there's nothing else to be done. So we don't want to reach that, but also we need to make sure that people do get access to that. And the most important thing is survivorship. Well, okay, 
uh, a woman gets a, a cervical cancer, what's next? W how it can be integrated again for the community? How can I have an, a normal life re as a woman, but also as a productive uh, individual in the community? So this is the three pillars, which is 90-70, um, uh, 90%, 70%, 90%, and 90%. And it's really for us, it's, very, it's, it's a proud moment when that um, uh, elimination strategy was initiated because lots of what has been said in elimination strategy was actually based on the Sharded Declaration 2019, which was actually three by three. So it was a three pillars that needs to be done in order to achieve three things, which is basically the same as the uh, three pillars for the WHO elimination. And uh, Dr. Sosan, can you elaborate on the HPV aspect to this? So to the public listening, yeah. could you elucidate, first of all, is HPV common? How likely are we to have HPV? How yeah. should people go about getting their screenings done? Can you just sort of elaborate on all of those aspects? Of course. So human papillomavirus is a virus, but it is contracted through um, uh, sexual activity. So it's not something that you can get when somebody coughs or sneeze. Yeah. No. So um, this is why we advocate that girls at a younger age, because they can actually have that immunity just before they go to into adulthood and, you know, have their complete range of, you know, normal life activities. So um, that's how we... A person can get it now um, it doesn't differentiate it doesn't differentiate between girls and boys it doesn't differentiate between uh, men and women um, uh, most common um, infection happen actually when um, uh, it's, it's a man that gives it to a, a woman to be honest and this is where there is a lot of advocacy right now to even give the vaccine to boys at a younger age to produce that immunity that helps them later on in their adulthood life now, this is how you can get it. Now, how you can prevent it is, and how can you, uh, of course, human papillomavirus doesn't just uh, uh, cause uh, cervical cancer, but also it causes the warts, the genital warts, it causes other issue as well. Uh, but of course, the most sinister one is the cervical cancer. And again, and the only way, as we know, in any virus, uh, if you wanna uh, prevent that, then there is a vaccine and it's available. What I want to also highlight is, uh, going back to the WHO uh, elimination strategy, they mentioned 90% of girls should be fully vaccinated. Now, we got the latest statistic from the United Arab Emirates, and we showcased that, which was in 2019 and 2020, which shows almost 84% coverage rate uh, of cervical cancer, uh, of HPV vaccine in UAE, which is huge. I mean, UAE is a pioneer now in elimination, and that was uh, of cervical cancer, and that was actually showed showcased as a best practices during the forum last week really um, incredible work and uh, was it very different to do it very virtually this time around what were the key challenges do you think when it came to uh, having this organized and getting uh, everyone on board well i'm a kind of person who looks at the half uh, full no. uh, glass, not the half empty one. And I think virtually was actually really good experience for us because mm. A, if I compare, um, you know, uh, the forum this year, 2021 with the forum 2020. In 2020, uh, we had it physically. We had mm. amazing group of uh, policymakers, especially from the UAE and from our region. And we had lots of, um, you know, media influencers, but we couldn't, but because of the venue, I mean, and that was a success back then. It was like almost 150 mm. people who attended, which for, you know, for us, that was like, whoa, it's a great mm. success. 
for virtually we had almost a thousand registration wow. and every day we had um, around 500 400 people attending so i think from an outreach perspective and that's what you want from a forum that actually uh, the main objective of it is create advocacy and create that momentum is you want people to attend the other thing that we found it very interesting as well is that the uh, the uh, number of speakers that we could actually um, host globally. We literally had speakers from the UK, from US, from Philippines, uh, from uh, our region, of course. So we had a very diverse group of speakers. And to be honest, if we want to do that physically, that would cost us a lot because you have to invite them, travel, accommodation, etc. But then the only thing that they had to contribute was actually their time. Uh, and I believe, I mean, virtually helped a lot into for us to be able to be, to expand beyond our region border and get people from abroad as well, where maybe face to face that would have been challenging. Mm. And uh, Dr. Sosan, uh, Friends of Cancer Patients, you guys are doing so much work. Uh, can you talk to us about what you're looking forward to as part of your awareness programs, your beneficiary programs? What should people look forward to and where where can they seek uh, uh, these valuable information that you guys provide all the time? Um, I would actually advise that people follow us on our social media outlet um, at FOCPUAE. I mean, it's the same um, uh, name for our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We have the same thing. So if you can just follow us, you'll always have what is the what's new, how what we are doing next, what's the update. Um, we are preparing a really good now um, short uh, videos and documentaries that we're going to launch tomorrow for the World Cancer Day. And really, we want to highlight the voice of the patient. And again, that was a, a major theme in the forum as well, which is the voice of the survivor, the voice of the patient. Um, and another major theme that was as well, which uh, I was personally very proud of, is adding how media can collaborate into spreading the word, which again, mm. not just mainstream media, but also, uh, you know, social media and other new age media. So I think if, if my last word would be mm. um, on the show would be, yeah, follow us on our social media mm. and you will you will really know what is going on. And and also we partner with lots of credible resources. So you'll always get um, uh, information that is credible and from a, a good resource. I'd like to get your thoughts um, and um, a statement for the World Cancer Day about the importance of it, uh, the, why, why it is important to be observing it and uh, what does FOCP uh, have got in store to, to observe the day? Uh, so if I can get that as well, it'd be great. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, for us, every day is World Cancer Day <laughs> at <laughs> FOCP. That's true. It's not just 4th of, fourth of uh, Feb. Um, this is number one, but also number two, um, there is another um, uh, event that I would love to start advocating for and also observing. It is the Gulf Cancer Week. Mm. So all the GCC countries, NGOs like us, civil society like us, come together for the first week of Feb. So for us, we started advocating for, you know, cancer and prevention and control and everything from the start of, uh, of Feb. Uh, but of course, World Cancer Day had got lots of momentum. Um, I would just like to say that if anything we have learned from the uh, pandemic is that really health is very precious and maybe Definitely. we have been taking health for granted for so long 
and um, how to stay healthy beside your lifestyle your lifestyle choices which is which should be a good one is also taking care of those early signs that we usually ignore you know if you feel tired now I'm just I'm gonna sleep it off or um, uh, yeah it continues it's okay maybe I'll just pop up some vitamins you know get checked you don't know and I'm not just talking about cancer I'm talking about everything else so um, and one more element that I would like to highlight is mental health so I think World Cancer Day this year will be focusing a lot on mental health because we know that mental health and having that moral support for cancer patients is very important so i think now it's becoming even more essential mm. well thank you for joining us dr salson and uh, it was a really um, insightful discussion that we've had today and uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, in the studios physically uh, at some point yeah, soon as well. well i got my vaccine yeah. 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 do that <laughs> We yeah, will, inshallah. Encouraging the people for okay. sure. Thank you very much again for joining us. And uh, this was our discussion with the Director General of the Friends of Cancer Patients Society about the Cervical Cancer Forum and also about the World Cancer Day that's going to be observed across the globe tomorrow. Stay with us on the Morning Majlis. We shall return right after the business news headlines and we'll continue the discussions from there on. You're listening to the Morning Majlis only on Pulse 95.